from the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell. Join me is the pride of Canada in your next TNA X Division Champion. My co-host, my best friend, Petey Williams. What's up, Pete? No, how's she going, eh? So, um, this show is yeah, starting so- to feel more and more like the Petey Williams show produced by Dennis Farrell. Uh, a little bit. I mean, you have the, you know, and it just so happens that my entrance music is the Canadian national anthem. That's why it sounds so like Canadian and stuff. But um, yeah, no, you're right. It's it's an American podcast made on American soil, hosted by a Canadian with an opening theme song of O Canada. Yeah, doing Canadian content, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get picked up in Canada because I know in Canada they're always looking for Canadian content to air. So um, this could be good for us. Let's try to be British too and get picked up by the BBC. <laughs> Maybe you should start talking with a British accent. Pip Pip Cheerio. There it is. <laughs> Here we I'll do an Australian accent or something like that. We All over the world, right? I love it. That's the way we need to do it. Let's get some house cleaning taken care of. We were supposed to do a live show on uh, ChairShot.com. It was the ChairShot takeover. You and I were going to take phone calls. We ran into some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, we couldn't take phone calls. But we are here giving you this podcast. It's simulcast, basically. You can listen to it on our feed if you go over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate five stars. Listen, if you guys over Wrestling Perspective... Go over to ChairShot and check them out. It's a great place. We would never have agreed to do a takeover if we didn't believe in their product. So, unfortunately, it's not live. We had to record it. It would almost be like the Border City Wrestling Show, Pete, you did where the ropes were broken. Oh, man. You know, and it happens. You know, I was so looking forward to doing this um, and taking calls and all that. But, I mean, that's... You know, and we even like ran into some hiccups doing that podcast um, at that same show. Remember that? Yes. So, we like are... they they had some technical things going, and that's the thing with technology, man. It's just it's it's so unpredictable, and uh, man, we it are... sucks. But it is what it is, and we're here now talking. We are zero for two with live stuff, but a little bit more yeah. house cleaning. Don't forget uh, wrestlingperspectivepodcast.com. dot com. Go over to chairshot thechairshot dot com. They're doing great things over there. We've got a couple guests coming up. Uh, Ron Funches will not be this week, but next week. We have Kevin Heffernan from Super Troopers 2, Farvra, um, this week. He, I'm not so sure he's a wrestling fan, but uh, the Super Troopers guys were at uh, two weeks ago, SmackDown tapings, and then they filmed a family game night where they played the Super Troopers 2 guys, played dodgeball versus the WWE guys. So we're going to have him on, talk about his experience was he a wrestling fan growing up? I think we all kind of were. Who was his guys? When did he fall out? The stuff, you know, fanboys ask PD. Yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited to talk to him about it because, you know, and same thing, I always like talking to people that, like, either don't watch wrestling at all or kind of semi-watch wrestling um, because they just have a whole different perspective perspective of it. They'll... They'll look at it as like, why would they do that? Why would they do that? And stuff that we take for granted. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We will have a regular episode, by the way, this week. 
we'll probably record around Thursday or so. It is WrestleMania week. We thought we'd give you a bonus episode. It's been a few weeks since Petey and I have been together. I miss you, Pete. Let me tell you, I've spent a week trapped in an RV with my wife, my kid, and my in-laws. I am so glad to be home. Yeah, and you know, I, I missed you too. Um, you know, I mean, we had a, I did a podcast with Joe. And, uh, you know, it's a different uh, tempo and everything like that. But we talked about some some good things and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like having a different tag team partner. Like when you go for the hot tag, you're like, is this guy going to is this kind of guy going to win the match for me? Like, you're just not sure. So but Joe was really good. Um, and I like talking to him and stuff like that and getting his point of view on things. And uh, but uh, I mean, you're my tag team partner, man. It's, it's always going to be that way. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Would you say I'm your ride or die? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, WrestleMania week, this will be a WrestleMania heavy base podcast. But before we do that, this week's impact, listen, you cut an amazing promo. You got some FaceTime at the the end of the show. You've decided that you're cashing in your X Division, uh, was it briefcase for your X Division title shot at Redemption. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, the promo, I mean, it was literally like, I don't know two lines but i mean it doesn't really matter what like the words that you actually say in a promo is it's more about how you deliver them um you know and and that's what i tried to get across i'm like you know i know like what i need to say like you know i'm cashing my briefcase pretty much um and, and then you know i guess some feedback on twitter like people saying stuff like you know why why wouldn't you wait till like matt seidel is hurt and then cash it in like why do people like say they're going to cash it in, like, you know, kind of telegraph it or whatever. And yeah, I understand, guys. And if this was real life, okay, if wrestling was real life, I would not tell him I'm cashing in at Redemption. And I would, yes, definitely wait till he's hurt. I would probably wait until he, like, wakes up out of bed in a hotel room or whatever and beat him up there. Um, but, you know, this is professional wrestling. I'm a good guy. Good guys don't wait till bad guys are hurt to cash in their, their briefcase. Um, good guys usually tell them up front, like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you for the title. This is how it's going to be. I don't want any excuses when I beat you and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I'm giving you a fair warning right now, show up with the belt and this is what we're going to do. So, uh, that, that just, I just want to put that out for the Twitter people asking like questions (laughs) like, why don't you wait for this? And why don't you wait for this? I'm like, guys, that's just not, that's not how it's done in wrestling. You know, I equate good guys in wrestling to tv show dads where at the end of the show everything works out but somewhere in between the good guys for whatever reason act like buffoons does that yeah no good guys and that's and that's like the hard part in wrestling because as a good guy you don't want to seem stupid because then it's like you're an idiot like who who would want to cheer for you like for me saying like hey I'm cashing my briefcase. I'm giving you like, what is it? It's the March. When did this air? March 29th, and it's April 22nd. So I, I'm giving them pretty much four weeks in advance notice of, hey, I'm cashing this in. So he knows I'm not cashing it in beforehand or anything like that. Like just, you know, show up with a belt and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that yeah, as a good guy, that kind of makes me look stupid. But then at the same time, it kind of looks makes me look like as a good guy, like hey. You know, I'm giving you 
so much notice that this is what I'm going to do. So when I beat you, there's no excuses because if I beat him behind his back or when he's hurt or whatever, then that puts sympathy on him because, you know, he has an excuse like, oh, you waited till I was injured and stuff. So, yeah, sometimes good guys in wrestling, it's tough to be a good guy in wrestling, man. Just like you said, being that, you know, buffoon TV dad kind of, but it all works out at the end. And I don't know if you've seen this recent news, but congratulations to Impact Wrestling. You guys are actually coming pretty close to reaching viewership numbers that the Ultimate Deletion and TNA were getting, like 400,000 viewers. So congratulations. The numbers keep going up and up. You were ranked, I think, 119 out of the top 150 cable shows of the week, and now you're up to 109. Yeah, and I mean, just working our way back up, back when I was there in uh, my first run there, our viewers were anywhere from, you know, I think we got up to like a million viewers a week and stuff like that, so we're not quite there yet, Uh, plus that was uh, 10, 15 years ago, so it's a different age, there's more programming on and stuff like that. Um, you know, Netflix is a huge thing. When I first started wrestling, Netflix wasn't even – I remember you had to get, like, the DVD. Like, if I wanted to watch a movie, I had to, like, get the DVD, wait for it to get shipped to me and watch it. And then ship it. It just – technology is so much different now. Um, but, you know, I that's our goal. I mean, we're trying to work our way back up. And in this day and age, with everything that's going on, with all the technology and stuff, if we get back up to, uh, like, a million viewers a week, that would be uh, – a huge success for the company. Couple other things. I think it's May nineteenth. You and I are heading to Buffalo for a oh yeah for a wrestling okay, show. Go on. And uh, I'm going to be someone's manager now. I'm excited and nervous. <laughs> if people remember, all through November, I begged you to let me be, be your manager at one indie show. Never happened. I'm still waiting on that. But you did. Get me to be a manager for somebody else who I don't know. And it kind of puts me in a weird position because, A, I've never done this before. I'm going to live, whether I'm doing it in front of 10 people or 1,000 people, I'm living I'm living a bucket list dream right now to walk out with a wrestler and pretend to be somebody else that I'm not, other than when I do it each week on this podcast. So <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know what kind of character to be because I'm going into this like totally blind. Do do all people go through this or, you know, do they have a little more information at their fingertips of what they're going to do? Yeah. Going back to my first match, it's like, uh, you know, Scott Demore, he didn't care about your character. Like your, your first match, it was just like, Hey man, you just have to learn how to work. Like get, get those basic matches out of your way. Um, you know, get used to the live crowd, all that kind of stuff. You just have to learn how to work and then you can work on your character. And now it's different when you're a manager because you're going to be a manager for, I don't know who, I, I mean, I'll try to get more info from this guy, but, um, I don't know who you're going to be managing. It might just be the opening match and you're going to be managing the, the random heel that's out there. He might not even have a character. He might be in the same boat as you where he's, you know, in, in his first few matches or whatever, and you guys are just kind of both trying to figure it out together. Um, but I'm excited because, I mean, I get to be there <laughs> yeah. when you get to do this. This is, this is like, this is crazy. I didn't think, like, when I pitched the idea to the guy and he was like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, okay. 
All right. I wasn't expecting him to say yes, but he said yes, and it's great, and I love it. See, my, my perfect scenario, which, look, you're going in, and I like how when you go in, you ask, am I a face or a heel in this in tonight? Because you, you can go either way with your character. Pro Canada, yeah. it goes either way. In, in my mind, I would love to be out there and be like, oh, Buffalo, New York, it's the fifth best city in all of New York. You know, just kind of run it down slowly. Probably I'll run, bump up the numbers from like five to seven, the seventh best city in New York. That always gets the cheap heat, right? When you when yep. you run down the sports team or whatnot and, you know, then you may go say something like, I lobbied to have this show in Toronto because it's such a better city and better fit. Yeah, stuff like that. Yep. Or Niagara Falls since that's the oh, city better. Buffalo borders. Yep. Yeah. So I wanted it on the other side of the falls, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm working with is the, in in my mind is cheap heat. You know, you always make fun of local legends, and you know, look, you're not a football fan, but the the Buffalo Bills had a quarterback that just got traded to Cleveland Browns. His name was Tyrod Taylor, and I'm I'm thinking about teasing some stuff there. Be like, oh yeah, Tyrod was smart enough to get out of this crap hole and go to Cleveland, which is way better of a city than buffalo and it's still the worst two cities in the united states yeah and that and the thing is about being a heel is obviously the cleveland browns are like have been the worst football team did, did they win last season no, no right no okay so they are obviously the worst football team in the NFL right now. Like so when that. you say that he got out of Buffalo because it was a horrible <laughs> city to get to a better city of Cleveland, the, I mean, it's so not true because the Cleveland Browns are the worst team in football right now. So as a heel, that's that's the heat right there, saying that a team that is obviously everybody knows is worse than the tip. Like, you know, it, it just it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that's where you get the cheap heat re- right there. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Thank you. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that line. I've been working on things, as you can tell. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea if they're if they want you to cut a promo or just probably go out there not. and grab. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out that day. We're probably not going to know until that day. Um, but I, I know it's it's going to be. It's gonna and be I can't fun. believe you're going to have your first wrestling show in Buffalo or the city. It's like a city next to Buffalo. I can't remember the name of the city. Um but this is this is super cool. I mean, it, I don't uh, even care if I don't cut a promo. At least I will have one in my back pocket if I need to. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, and you might walk out with them. I mean, you may feel since it's your first one, just to get the anxiety out of the way and the, the nervousness and all that kind of stuff. Just to walk out there, not really do anything in the match, and then walk back out. You'd be like, okay, that wasn't that bad. That's that's step number one. And then, you know, next time you come up, maybe you do something in a match, like maybe grab at the guy's leg or whatever the yeah. case may be. And then maybe the third time you cut a pro, I, I don't know. Baby but, steps. But, you know, slowly, yeah, baby steps. And then you'll get more and more comfortable, and then uh, eventually you'll be like Paul Heyman. So, yeah, this is great. This is working. This is, this is listen, uh, in, in every wrestling story you've heard, this is kind of how it all starts. Well, I knew a guy, and then, you know, he got me hooked up here. Or that's kind of, look, I don't. I have no delusion of grandeur here. I understand that this may be the only and biggest show that I've ever done. And I am more than happy and thrilled to, to just mark this off a bucket list. And to me, this is cooler than doing a live show for ESPN. 
Yeah. Um, and and it, even if you don't ever get to do it again, and like I'll tell you, my goal when I first started wrestling or, or training to be a wrestler, my goal was to have one live match, like one wrestling match in front of a live crowd. That was my goal. And, you know, obviously I hit that goal, surpassed it, but this is good that you have a goal. And once you hit this goal, you might be like, hey, this is what I want to do next. This is another thing that I want to do. So th- this is good. But I mean, I, at least you're getting it out of the way. I've, I've said it before, and I, I truly mean this. I don't want to do it on shows you're not on. It, I, I go to a lot of shows that you go to just hanging out. So this is just something I want to do to kill time while I wait for you to wrestle. As weird as that sounds. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, and I mean – I never want to be booked on a show that you're not booked on because it just wouldn't be as fun. Well, eventually, you know, I mean, you might make other friends in the business and stuff like that, and it's going to happen. Um, I remember when I first started wrestling, um, you know, and my first – I won't even call it a road trip, but my first time I had to drive across the border to the United States and have a wrestling – like a wrestling match, I drove with this guy named uh, Chris Valentino. Um, he got me booked. Like he was one of the guys to help train me and stuff like that. Um, he's not a, like around anymore wrestling or anything, but uh, you know, he brought me over, had a, you know, got me a match against whoever. I don't remember. I don't remember where it was really. Uh, then the next time I went with him too, and I didn't picture myself like, hey, I want to do other matches without Chris Valentino there. I just figured like, hey man, he's gonna be my travel buddy, pretty much. But you know, it, it just it doesn't happen. But again, like. Chris and I didn't have the relationship that you and I have, but I, so I understand where you're coming from, but you know, I mean, you might go off and do other shows and stuff like that. Hey, you never know. You might end up being a bigger star than I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you'll be a bigger podcast star than me. So, uh, you, you know, <laughs> things will be reversed. Like you'll be like, yeah. Hey, hey, can I go to that show with you, man? Maybe you can get me booked on it. I'll be like, all right, Petey, I'll see what I can do. Just, uh, you know, don't talk to any of the bigger stars. Keep your head down. Don't make eye contact. And let me introduce yeah. you. Hey, so, uh, WrestleMania week, Petey, uh, even for non-WWE wrestlers, Impact, Ring of Honor, it's a huge re- week in wrestling that reaches every single prom- promotion. You can listen back on some of the older episodes where we talk about feeder shows and stuff like that. I, I don't know if I'm excited this WrestleMania. Like, the lead-up to WrestleMania has been okay. I I would say there have been some high notes and some low notes. Some of the matches on this card don't really excite me, although there are a few that really do. And we'll run down the card as of right now that's, that's out there. And we'll talk about some of the uh, mistakes in my mind and your mind that they are making. But WrestleMania week, and as you as a wrestler who... You're not 100% plugged into the WWE product, but you keep up with it because of your friends in this podcast. What is your excitement level for WrestleMania 34? You know, I would say out of all the WrestleManias, I would say like maybe in the past, I don't know, four or five years, this is probably my lowest excitement. Probably because I am actually wrestling again. And usually, and we've talked about this before, usually when I'm back actually wrestling, um, when I'm not wrestling, I don't uh, keep up with the wrestling. So for like the past three years when I was retired, you know, I was really keeping up with wrestling and watching and stuff like that. Like that was my like, hey, you know, I still love the sport and the entertainment and all that kind of stuff. And I like to keep up with it. So I was really excited for the past uh, few WrestleManias. 
Um, this one, I, I don't know if I had to give it a, like on a scale of one to ten, like a, like a five or I don't know, maybe higher than usual, like seven or eight, because you got guys like AJ. Mm-hmm. You know who are wrestling Nakamura and stuff. So there's a lot of matches on there, like guys that I came up with and and wrestling that have big like marquee matches on this event. That's what I'm more excited for, rather than like uh, a match that I think is just going to be, I don't know, like just phenomenal, like blow everything out of the water. WrestleMania, I that's the goal with WrestleMania. It's like you have to have like. This is the best match. You're saving everything as a talent. You're saving everything for your match at WrestleMania. But it's almost like like the fans expect it and the expectations are so high and sometimes you overthink it and stuff like that and it's like then it it's it's not organic. It's kind of like you're you're forcing the fans to like cheer for this match that you're trying to have. It's it's really tough to explain. Um sometimes when the expectations are low and you're I'm trying to think of like last year's WrestleMania. Like didn't Austin Aries and Neville have a, a really good match Phenomenal and they match. were like on the pre-show. Yep. Yeah. They were on the pre-show. So nobody was expect, but they had like one of the best matches on the card. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't live up to the hype. I, I miss the days of WrestleMania, you know, looking back at like WrestleMania, uh, like like fourteen, where it was still in an arena, it wasn't in a stadium or anything like that, and the vibe just felt more, more intimate. At these big uh, stadium shows, these guys walk out, and you can't really judge the response because there's like seventy thousand people in there, but it's a stadium; it's not like an arena with the sound and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but it is what it is. WrestleMania is good, you know. I like it. It's like the you know, day long show, kind of like the Super Bowl of wrestling. It shouldn't be done all the time. Once a year is is enough for me. You know, it it would take some hard discipline to really bring back the excitement. One of which would be, I'm sorry, John Cena, but you're off the show. Uh, WrestleMania should be exclusive to the top stars and the top angles. They need to stop doing triple and quadruple and you know three man tag. They need to stop doing all those kind of gimmick matches and, and fill this card with a lot of one-on-one stuff. More intimate, more special. Stop jamming every marquee. I know you want to get your marquee guys on there. You want to make this feel special. But sometimes in order to make something feel special, it needs to feel exclusive. And in order to make it feel exclusive, some of your top stars need to be left off. And it could be a great angle going forward to set up something else. You have a perfect opportunity with John Cena right now where if you left him off WrestleMania, I I think everybody would be shocked. And then going forward, it might set up a lot more interest and sympathy for John Cena going forward. Yeah, no, I agree. So are, are they currently where they're at right now, like a week out from WrestleMania, is he wrestling the Undertaker? I mean, have they confirmed that or what? It's still up in the air. I uh, oh, okay. I I was at I missed this week's RAW due to being stuck in the camper with my in laws. I from what I think I heard or remember, he was supposed to have a match with Kane, and if he beat Kane, then you know the Undertaker would come talk to him or oh, he had okay. something like that. So we'll see going forward, but it, it looks like that Braun Strowman in a you know. 
what's going to be a two-on-two wrestling a tag team match, in order to make this feel special, do not tell me what Braun Strowman's, who Braun Strowman's partner is until that match starts. Yeah, I don't want to know. Like, it should be like a surprise thing or whatever the case may be. Maybe, I don't know, like a Rey Mysterio or like, uh, they're not going to go with a lot. I mean, I think they're going to, they might go with Elias, but he's a heel and they're pushing Braun as a baby right now. Or maybe they're going to make the turn with Elias being baby since he gets cheered so much. Um, but like a Rey Mysterio or something would be good. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to know until, until like that day. Like remember last year when they had the Hardys make that surprise appearance? That, 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 that was good. That legitimately got me on my seat. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a good surprise. So I think they should save, if it's going to be a big star like Rey Mysterio or something like that, they should save that for the day of, not like, um, you know, this Monday on Raw or anything like that where they announce it. No, they should save it for the day of, like, you know, is Braun going to find a partner or whatever? And, you know, this Monday they could build up, like, certain guys walking past him in the locker room and stuff like that, trying to be his partner, and he's blowing everybody off or whatever the case may be. That would be good television. Um, But they should wait. I'd like to see him drag someone out to the ring when, you know, they call for it and ding, 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 Braun leaves the ring, goes back to the locker room, grabs someone, and just drags them out to the ring. I think, to me, that would be typical Braun Strowman. Like, just stand here. That would be hilarious. Like, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but say if he got, like, somebody like a Heath Slater, and he brought it, like, power slammed him in the back, just, like, picked him up, drew out, like, carried him to the ring, tossed him in the corner. He's just laying there dead. Braun Strowman wins the titles by himself. But as he's winning the titles, you know, one, two, three, he Slater's coming too, and like, you know, oh, I'm a tag team champion, you know, like that would that would be because you can almost put comedy in it. But then you have to be careful because Braun Strowman's not really a like he he's a they're portraying him as like a monster, like a beast. So you don't want to put any comedy on him either. So you know, it's the it depends how they want to book this, that fine line of how they want to book it. Well, to to here's the thing, as much as this could be an interesting match. As I said on one of the earlier podcasts, I don't know if you were there. You were there where, where I said it's kind of a no-win situation for Cesaro and Sheamus and Braun Strowman because someone's going to lose some shine if if they lose this match, especially if it was two-on-one. You throw like Heath Slater into this. Heath Slater, we all know, will take the pin. And it wouldn't hurt Braun Strowman if Heath Slater yeah. lost this match for him. And it would be a way out of this booking because it's just it, he was booked into a corner in this. The lead up was okay. There, there was I, I thought the tag team battle royal was fun. You watch Braun come in and, and destroy everybody. He wins the belts. He's gonna have to drop them eventually, and when he does, there's gonna be some shine taken off of this you know monster guy flipping, flipping trucks and surviving car accidents. So you need to have a comedy aspect to say Braun Strowman to keep him moving forward. Uh, yeah, and I mean, the, the way you save with Braun is, no matter who his partner is, whether it's Rey Mysterio, Elias, or whatever, uh, he's not going to take the pin when they end up eventually losing the tag titles. And I mean, like, we're betting right now that he's going to win. What if he doesn't? Like, what if, I mean, you know, what if the bar ends up retaining or whatever? And then, you know, maybe... Let's say it is a Rey Mysterio that comes out and 
and as his tag team partner, and Ray lose the match for him. Then that could be a feud between Ray and Braun going forward, and that'd be a good feud I want to see because Ray's so small and Braun's so big. So um, there's there's so many different ways that they can go about it, and I'll tell you what, even though WrestleMania is like, what, eight days away, let's say, um, I, I really don't think they have everything book, like booked and set in stone of what they want to do yet. I really don't. Didn't we see that with Ray already? Because it was Ray and Big Show at one point. Yeah, that's a good possibility. Or like Ray and... Was it Kane or something? Yeah, I was going to say Kane, but maybe it wasn't. I think um, it was Ray and Big Show. But Braun... Yeah, no, yeah, no, it, you was. Know what? it was. It was Ray, Ray and Batista. Yes. Ray and Batista were a team. Yep. So um, we got that already with Ray. Yeah, but it was like, what, 10 years ago? Um, but everybody's bigger than Ray and (laughs) right. And, uh, they, they've never really pushed anybody as big of a monster as they are with Braun right now. Like, I mean, he's like flipping ambulances and stuff like that. And just like, they're, they're really pushing him as a monster and they're really working hard to make him like indestructible and they're really protecting him. So, uh, whatever they do, they're going to protect him at WrestleMania. I, I guarantee it. They're not going to make him look weak. Can I vent to you for a second yeah. I, I don't know if you're going to share my same views as this but there's something that happened in the WWE that has really made me mad I am not happy one bit and it's it, in all honesty and I'm not trying to be funny but it's Daniel Bryant coming back right now it, and it's not because I don't think he's healthy and can't do it but I keep trying to tell people and I've gotten some heat on, on you know, Twitter for this but you are not doing Daniel Bryant any favors bringing him back in a tag team match where you will have Shane McMahon, who always tries to steal the spotlight, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, who are at the top of their game right now. Daniel Bryant deserves to come back at one of the, I, I feel like saying one of the original six pay-per-views, but one of the you know, marquee pay-per-views and headline it with his comeback. There should be, there should have been a better buildup going forward for Daniel Bryant. Hey, he's cool. Because what was it? A month ago, he was you know playing a heel general manager facing off against Shane McMahon, and all of a sudden they're like besties again. Horrible storytelling. This this is not making any sense. It's not doing Daniel Bryant any favors. And as much as you, you as well as you know. You never give the fans what they want right away. The build, the money would be phenomenal if you built this Daniel Bryant thing up so much bigger. I get WrestleMania is the marquee. You're not going to wait a year. But you could build this up for, what, four to six months in April for SummerSlam? Daniel, you're just throwing Daniel Bryant in now to throw him in. He might have a moment, but I don't think this is going to be a great match for him. Yeah, no, and I, I partially agree with you, but I partially disagree with you. Set me straight. Um, so, I mean, okay, let's look back at, like, well, first off, I'm super happy for Daniel Bryan for getting cleared and be able to, like, you know, do what he loves to do as passion, and that's to, to wrestle again. That's awesome. Um, but like when I I remember Shawn Michaels coming back after so many years, I mean his return match was I remember he was wearing jeans. It was almost like like an unsanctioned match, but it was against Triple H. It was a big. I don't think it was a WrestleMania or anything like that. 
but it was a big marquee match. It was a singles match. So you're right on that aspect partially that, you know, it, it should be a big deal that his return is coming. But we live – that was back in 2000, whatever, 10 years ago, let's just say. Nowadays, I mean – Things have changed, like, you know, when it comes to advancements and, and medicine and all that kind of stuff. I think they're still worried. Well, I know they're still worried about Daniel Bryan and his, you know, concussion history and all that kind of stuff and his injuries that I think maybe they're trying to protect him a bit and kind of get his feet wet a little bit and just to put him in a tag match against, like you you already said, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, two, top of their game, two phenomenal workers. They're going to make him look great in that match. Um, so they're going to protect, they're going to protect him. Daniel Bryan's going to get his like Daniel Bryan esque shine spots in, and it's going to look great and stuff like that. So you're not going to be able to tell uh, much ring rust is on him or anything like that. Uh, so they're protecting him in that sense. I remember when I came back after three years, <laughs> I said to Tommy dreamer, I said, Hey, I said, I don't want uh, like a singles match. I'm, I'm worried that I'm, we'll have ring rust and I might not be able to keep up and all that kind of stuff. Um, can you hide me in like a three-way or a four-way match or like a multiple man match of, of some sort? Um, so you, you look for that as a talent because you're like, you haven't done it in a while and you kind of want to like, just, you know, kind of go in there a little, like you want to go in there like hard hitting and fast stuff like that, but you haven't done it in a while. So you want to kind of like get your feet wet a little bit. Um, so that's why I think like, it's like a, it's just a touchy situation. Um, it's just tough. I know he's not in a big marquee match right now, but he is in WrestleMania. Nobody was expecting this to happen, but you can't really like just WrestleMania set right now. I mean, yeah, you can save it and all that kind of stuff, but it's right nowadays. And I don't think when they announced they, they did it on social media, which uh, I thought was kind of weird when they announced it, like, Hey, he's cleared. Watch SmackDown. So in a way, that made sense to me because social media is so big right now that people that maybe were going to be like, oh, I'm not going to watch SmackDown this week. They're like, oh, I want to tune in and watch SmackDown because I want to see what Dan O'Brien says. So they were going for that ratings boost. Um, back in the day when people just tuned in and stuff like that and there was no social media, they would have probably announced it like that day on the show. And that would have been like a huge surprise. So wrestling is just booked so differently nowadays. Um, and, and you gotta, I mean, it's just a different day and age right now, but you know, it's you, not what we want to see is like, it's not what I want to see as a fan. I want to see him come back and be like, I'm cleared and I'm going to wrestle whatever the Miz or whatever. Cause he's been feuding with him. Like, that's what I want to see like a singles match or him go and win the world title or be a surprise entrance in a money in a bank match or something. Right. I, I don't want to see him in this tag match. So you're right about that. I don't want to see him, but again, I want to see him because I'm happy for him that he's returning. But at the same time, I'm like, and now he has he has children or a kid, and it's like, man, you're putting your life on the line. Maybe you should have stayed retired. I don't know. I mean, it's it's his decision. It's his life. He knows his injuries. He knows his body. Um, it's it's totally up to him. Well, I'm excited for him, but you cannot tell me he's not been cleared for the last. I don't. I would go on a limb and say four months. There's no way. I get, I get that this is wrestling and it's fake, but there's no way the WWE would have cleared him after one test. I believe these tests have been going on for the last year. I believe that they've known that he's been cleared for four months, 
and maybe he's gone and done some light wrestling under cover of night at the NXT, you know, training center. I'm good with that. If that's the case, because there's no way they're going to let him on WrestleMania with as much ring rust as he might have had just coming back. He's had to have been training for this. Why not give um, him... Oh, really? Uh-oh, what's this? Um. Well, I mean, obviously he's probably back in the performance center and all that kind of stuff. Um. I don't know, like, I want to go back to, like, I don't know... A year ago, I thought he said he was getting his other doctors, and his, all these other doctors were approving of him yep. uh, wrestling again and all that kind of stuff. Just that the WWE doctor wasn't, and all this kind of, like. So there, there was a lot of stuff, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long he's been cleared. Maybe it's been a while and stuff like that. But to keep it a secret for that long, uh, that, that that's a big deal in wrestling. It's hard to keep secrets for that long in wrestling now. I, I disagree. I think, yes, it's hard to keep secrets, but I disagree that if you keep it between Vince McMahon, a doctor, and Daniel Bryant, you can keep a secret. The Hardys coming back, I think there was whispers that, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Nobody knew that secret was well kept. Now? Yeah, but, it, yeah. So, so, so the Hardys, though, they wrestled like the night before at Ring of Honor or something like that, or two days before. So right. they were thinking like, oh, maybe they're with Ring of Honor. I mean... Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying, though. So let's talk a little bit about the card. Not so much set up and who deserves to go where. We'll get more in depth, but early reactions. Because next week, you and I will probably give our predictions for WrestleMania, and we'll put a beer or something on it, on it. although I think I owe you two beers already. Let's We'll leave out the two Battle Royals, but... And feel free to change your predictions next week if, if you feel like it. But let's go through some of the card and just kind of get a feel of what you think and what I think might be our early predictions. What, four, five days away for now? Okay. So let's start with Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Whether you believe this is Lesnar's last match in the WWE until he renews his contract for whenever, who you going with? Oh, Roman Reigns. Uh, I'd love to see Brock Lesnar. Because I think everybody's going in here thinking Roman Reigns is going to win. You know, like they've been building him up for like a year and all of this. Uh, and they're they're expecting him to win. And I remember watching wrestling back in the day. And like you, you could almost put guaranteed money that Ro- if this was wrestling like uh, 15 years ago, Roman Reigns would be winning the title hands down. But they just they don't book like that anymore, so you never know. But yeah, I would say Roman Reigns. They're gonna put the belt on him, and he's just gonna he's gonna be the one that finally beats Lesnar and just spears him and, and beats him. I'm gonna say I'm expecting a WWE swerve here, where you've said on a million podcasts when it comes to you, Brock Lesnar wins at WrestleMania and loses either the next night or the night at, or the next Monday after on Raw. I think I think Brock Lesnar walks out of WrestleMania as a champion to throw people off. Now that's a good possibility. Now here's the deal. This is how it's changed. Back in the day when you had like Direct TV and all that kind of stuff, where it was actually pay per view, uh, they had like a stipulation where you couldn't have the same rematch like within a certain period of time. So say if it was Brock, say, say if there was no WWE Network, there was actually pay per view. 
they couldn't have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns in the same type of match the following night. It would like be a like a a breach of contract clause really? or whatever because they're like, how could you give it on free TV the next night when you just gave it on paper? All this kind of stuff. So, um, but they don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, I, yeah, people still order the stuff on you know pay per view and all that stuff, but it's. It's so minuscule now. Now it's the network, so they can do whatever they want. Now they're their own entity. Like they can have Lesnar win, and Roman Reigns win it the next night on uh, the Monday after WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, it's a good possibility. That's, yeah. That, so we we're, we're conflicting on Reigns versus Lesnar, Styles Nakamura. Rumor has it AJ Styles has a uh, was it MCL injury, should still mm-hmm. wrestle at WrestleMania. I think this helps Nakamura walk out of WrestleMania with the champion to give AJ time to heal up. Yeah, and that's why. Um, I would say – I'll pick Nakamura on this one. It seems like they're pushing him really hard and stuff like that. Uh, I still do feel like AJ is, you know, right now the WWE golden boy. Like they can turn to him for any task and he can make it happen. It's almost like he's the new Shawn Michaels kind of like per se. Uh, and but I still think Nakamura will win, and like they can always give it back to AJ in the next coming weeks or the next pay per view or whatever. They could feud on for a while and stuff like that because I think that this is just the start of their feud right here. So, but I think Nakamura will walk out with it. Yeah. Here's here's the one thing that I miss in wrestling that WWE kind of did right, but it was never really publicized. Is Hulk Hogan never beat the Ultimate Warrior in the WWE? Never beat him. He, yeah, because, yeah, in WrestleMania 6, yep. Jack Tunney said, he said, yep, this one match was going to be no rematches. And then by the time, I mean, they, I don't know, uh, Warrior lost the title shortly after, like halfway after WrestleMania 6, and then Hogan went it back at WrestleMania 7, and then they just never met each other again until WCW days. So, yeah. And, and that was, and I kind of, uh, I'll pretend that never happened to the the one warrior nation. But I would like to see that happen with AJ and Nakamura where, you know, maybe not, you know, at least one superstar where he has an Achilles heel. He get, he can destroy everybody, but there's always that one guy he just can't beat. And you don't really see that anymore. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'd have to really think about that one. Um. So it almost seems like, well, has 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 Reigns ever beat Lesnar yet? No. I know this is like their second main event. So I mean, he, he, that'd be cool if Reigns didn't beat Lesnar. If that was like his Achilles. Uh, but, yeah, but again, that's everybody. Lesnar's beating everybody, so somebody's got to beat him now. But AJ Nakamura only met once in Japan with Nakamura winning. So yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that where just Nakamura has AJ's number and it means that much more now when AJ finally beats him or if he ever beats him. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% true. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I don't look at AJ and Nakamura as Hogan and Warrior. I mean, Hogan no. and Warrior, there's going to be nothing like that ever again. Just be, well, Rock and Austin. Uh, that's a, but still, like, that, that was... I don't know what the modern day, like Rock and Oscar or, or Hogan and Warrior is going to be. 
No, you're 100% right on that one. Nowhere close to the buildup, but it would be cool to see just that again. And by the way, real quick, since you, we brought up Hulk Hogan, yay or nay Hulk Hogan coming back at WrestleMania? Are you for it or against it? Because to me, his time's done. Put him out to pasture. Let me remember Hulk Hogan ripping the shirt, not Hulk Hogan the old racist. I'm I'm over Hulkamania now. I Now that I know who the real Hulk Hogan is with the, the reality show and this family drama and all that stuff. Look, Hulk, I'm sure you're a nice guy. But the inner child in me does not need to see you come hobbling out at WrestleMania. And what do you call it? The Silver Dome when they were in New Orleans the last time or something like that. Just let it go. Let's let's not force Hulk Hogan onto us anymore. Let him go. Let him just try to rebuild this image and let me remember him via the network. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I'm okay with it too. Anytime you know somebody's done wrestling, because let's face it, Hulk Hogan's done wrestling. I know he says he wants to come back and do a comeback and wrestle again, but come on. He, he's done wrestling. Um, I always like it when... They, they just leave. Not not that I don't want to see him make a living or, or, or be a commissioner or any case, anything like that. I just, you know, the childhood in me, like you said, I, I like to see, I, I want to remember them how I remembered him as the, like the immortal Hulk Hogan. That's how I want to remember him. And just like Daniel Bryan, I, I really wish, you know, they would have pulled Daniel Bryan off TV after he was done. Like I think his return would have meant so much more nobody have seen him for two years or whatever the case may be um but you know if hogan wants to make an appearance at wrestlemania it would get a huge pop from the crowd and would it though just like it did uh, i I think so i don't i'm not so sure about that anymore especially with you know what happened recently with with the disparaging comments and the racism and and the porno flick, I think I think people would be like, ah, okay, there's Hulk Hogan. And it, it would only last for like half a second where it would be like, Hulk Hogan. Oh, it's Hulk Hogan. You, you know what I mean? But that's that's what I that's what I mean. Like his music will hit, the place will go nuts, but then that's it. Like, I mean, I, I don't think they're, that, that would be the highest point right there. I'm, and then I hope they that's it. I, I don't know what they would do with him. Um, I don't know. No. Let's move on. The Miz, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. I'm, I'm rooting for the Miz to walk out with the Intercontinental Championship again. I, this would set up an amazing Miz versus Daniel Bryan match, but it probably won't happen for a while. But I, I think Miz walks out with the belt again. He's just been He's just been an MVP. If I had to rank the MVP for the WWE over the last year, Miz may be number one. Well, I, I, it's, man, I'm really torn how they're going to book this. I want to say the Miz won't walk out of WrestleMania with a title just because of, like you just said, he's like the, he's like the heel right now. Like he's the, the man, like he's just so good right now. He's like, he's in his prime, I feel. And I'm just looking at if let or not Lesnar, if Reigns wins the title, you know, right now, um, I think Miz won the Intercontinental title, title from Reigns. So if if Miz loses the title and goes on to start feuding with Reigns, that'd be a good feud. And the Miz could be like, hey, I have a, a victory over you and all that kind of stuff. And that could be their feud and all that kind of stuff. Um, who wins the title, though? Whew. 
That's a good question. I think they might give it to Finn. I think they had high expectations for Finn coming in. They gave him the universal title. He got injured, uh, made his return, never got back up to that status because they were giving it to Lesnar and everything. And now I think maybe he'll be like the top of the upper mid card right now. So uh, maybe Finn. I could see Finn walking out with it. Can I ask you one more stupid question about Hulk Hogan? Yeah, yeah. Do you honestly believe, and not that he does, I'm just throwing this out there, in his mind he feels like he could still main event WrestleMania? Yeah, I think so. I I, um, I was kind of thinking about this as we started to move on. Like In his mind, I, I think he still thinks he can main event WrestleMania. Yeah, and you you tell the tone of my voice. I'm like, yeah, I think so. Just because, I mean, I mean, he's not even the Hulk Hogan of the '80s. I mean, I don't I don't even know what he could do in the ring. But that's that's the one good thing about wrestling is that you could play to, you can work around other people's weaknesses and make them look good. If you have, I bet you AJ Styles and Hulk Hogan would have an awesome match. You know what? They may have an impact. That <laughs> they might have. I I mean, I didn't watch at that point, but. Uh, I'm telling you, I, Hulk Hogan. He's a he's a big enough star where some of these you know awesome talent can carry him through a match. All right, all right. Back back to the Miss Seth Rollins and Balor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I say I say Finn walking out of it with the Intercontinental Title. Fatal four way match: Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, Rusev. I'm pulling for Rusev. What he's been, yeah. what he's been doing is amazing. Bobby Roode, and I know he's your boy. Bobby Roode has not done anything substantial since being called up from NXT. I'm sorry. It, I think it's just too much talent on that card. He's not a face. You can't just turn him heel at one pay-per-view and then make everything better. Randy Orton... They just gave him the belt. We all know they gave him the belt to turn him into a Grand Slam champion. I, that doesn't mean anything to me. Jinder Mahal hasn't done anything since losing the WWE Championship to AJ Styles. Rusev's the only one that has any sort of real fan base pulling for him right now. And he's been the most entertaining thing on SmackDown lately. Yeah, no, I, I'll tell you, I want Rusev to win. Okay, That's who I want to win. I think they will let Jinder Mahal win just because he's really been doing nothing since he lost the title. And, uh, which, you know, and that happens sometimes in wrestling. You got to take a step back for other people to shine and get their characters over. But, you know, he took a big enough step back. If he gets the U.S. title, that goes towards his character where, you know, he's the champion of the United States, even though he's like anti U.S. and all that kind of stuff. So I, I say they give it to Jinder. And I agree with you with Bobby. You know, they got to turn Bobby heel. I mean, he's a natural heel. He would be so good, and he'd make so much money off him if they just made him heel. I, I don't understand why they made him a babyface in the first place when they brought him in from NXT. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Jinder's going to get it, but I, I want Rusev to get it just because, I mean, I'm really digging his character, man. I, I really, and his fans' reactions, I, I just, I love it. Let's do one more match here, and we can do the rest for next week. Right. I'm looking up and down the card. Let's do, let's do Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. This whole body shaming thing has been kind of weird, considering what was it four, five, six years ago? Mickey James was called Piggy James, and everybody was uh, up in arms, and 
now here she is in a body shaming angle where she's body shaming someone else. I don't know if people talk about that, but it's it's kind of crazy that they put her into this role. Look, it's acting. We've seen it all through the years. If Nia wasn't okay with it, she wouldn't be put into this angle. If the WWE were not okay with Nia Jack's body size, she would not have made it this far. So everybody had to sign off on it. But as a fan who just remembered Mickey James being body shamed as Piggy James, it kind of took me out of the, the, the angle right now with her. Um, no, you're right. Everybody had to sign off on this angle. Um, it's just, the, and they're pushing the envelope with this, and I'm surprised because we're living such a politically correct. I mean, they switched the name of the fabulous Mula Battle Royal, didn't they? Yeah. So just to be going with this body shaming stuff is like, um, all right, if that's what you want to do. So um, I think the end of the day, because of the angle, um, Jax is going to win it. Um, I agree. Yeah. And, and that's that's how it's going to be. That's the big payoff. Like, if she loses, then they'll be like, wait, she body shamed her this entire time, and then she loses, so the bully end up winning? Oh, man, now you're going to have some, some backlash there. Why even turn uh, Nia Jax's face, by the way? She is such an amazing heel. I mean, someone her, of her, I'm not being funny size, of her size, height-wise, build-wise, she's a monster and should be treated as such. Yeah, and I mean, I remember with uh, Awesome Kong. I mean, she was like a big girl and stuff like that and just used to destroy everything, and she was natural-born. Like, you were just afraid of her. I almost think Kong actually played a better character than Jax, but they don't have Kong right now. Um, But, you know, the only time i ever seen somebody that was that big, that was a babyface, eventually was China. But China paid her dues as like being a heel for years, being called a man and all this kind of stuff. But then eventually she turned face. Um, but it took her so many years to turn face. Um, but yeah, you should keep Jax as, as a heel. I don't know why they're – it's just – it's so tough. And I know me, I hate like when when I'm wrestling – if I am the bad guy and I'm wrestling a good guy that's like three times my size, I hate that. Because what can I do to this person? Like I have to like take a heat on them for a little bit and all this kind of – like it's just it, – it's tough because I can't pick them up. I have to like – you're almost limited to like working their leg or – you know, you could do – you could be creative and work other things. But yeah. Yeah, it's tough, you know, like in that dynamic, it's tough. It'd be so much easier if Alexa was the baby face and Jax was the, the heel. Um, it's just so much easier, but you know, it is what it is. And I'm excited to see how they're going to book it. We have a lot of cool stuff, as I said, coming up in the next few weeks. Pete, do you have any shows coming up? Uh, no, I'm taking some time off until, uh, until redemption. I believe, possibly the night before redemption um there's a like a legends of wrestling show coming up uh in the michigan area um i don't think i'm confirmed on that yet i'm still negotiating well yeah somebody's negotiating for me so it was just asked if i was available for that date um but you know i think like i don't know like rick flair and like mick foley and the legends are going to be there and stuff like that so that'll be cool to do in a like a little warm-up for me when i you know wrestle at redemption may 19th um, and also. I, 
uh, yeah. So then after that, man, I got to look at my calendar because I think I might have something before the May 19th. Uh, but I'm excited for that coming up. Uh, but the whole week in April is going to be uh, that April 22nd all the way through, I think we do uh, the, the TV taping, or no, I'm sorry, the pay-per-view on the 22nd, then four days of television tapings after that. Uh, so that, that'll be a rough week. But then after that, uh, the impact schedule is going to lighten up because June 1st and 2nd will be in Windsor. Um, and I, I believe they're only doing like double shots like that, like two day tapings in a row. And then we're going to film four shows. And then four weeks later, like, so probably like the next month we're going to film at a different, different venue four shows and just do it like that and just kind of rotate the venues. That's what I'm assuming. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then they, they just sent me a rough cut of, uh, the documentary they did on me retrospective. Um, it's a, the air, uh, airs on the fight network. Uh, and I, I viewed that, and it's a rough cut, and I was, I was I was pretty impressed with it, like good, good editing and all that kind of stuff with music and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, so I don't know when that's going to air. I think they, it's probably going to be a couple months. I know they got like maybe six lined up ahead of mine. Uh, so I'm excited for that too. Yep, May nineteenth. Me and Pete will be out in Buffalo. Come out and say hi to us. I'm trying to think. Other, oh, you know what, Pete? I haven't even told you this. We've we're, we've got something cool going on with our podcast, by the way. Oh, so, please tell me. So one of my one of my good friends, uh, you can follow him at Knockdown Media on Twitter. He came over with uh, Wrestling. He did a lot of the news over there. He's going to be supplying us with uh, wrestling news audio styles, almost like an ESPN break. So where you and I normally will record one podcast a week. He will send me a few a week, I think. I'm hoping like three to five a week. Three to five a week, about five-minute ESPN-style news, wrestling news updates that we'll upload onto our feed during the week. Oh, you mean on our website, you mean? Yep. Oh, okay. I get it. Uh, okay. Hey, that's, that's really cool because then, well, yeah, we can actually have news and stuff like that now. It could be more than – just pictures in a podcast. That, this would be great. That's kind of it. Where you know he will. So look out during the weeks. His name's Chris. Knockdown Media on Twitter. He will send a file. I'll upload it, and you know we'll put the date on it. And you know three to five times a week. I'm guessing more three ish based on this work schedule. And the, the guy knows what he's doing. He come over from wrestling and got well trusted. One of the better guys out there. He will supply us with wrestling news. So between podcasts, keep an eye out on the feed, and you will get a kind of an ESPN style you know, news break. Man, that is, man, I like that. That's cool. Thanks, yeah. thanks for letting me know. Like right now, <laughs> I wanted to. You know, I was gonna, anything else. <laughs> well, I'm pregnant. No. Oh, really? It's yours. Next, you're gonna tell us we're on iHeartRadio or something like that. Well, oh my, we didn't even talk about that, did we? Uh, I think when I uh, was uh, doing it with Joe, uh, the podcast, I mentioned iHeartRadio. So, yeah, super excited to be on iHeartRadio as well. Huge, as the president would say. Huge, huge opportunity for us. <laughs> now we're quoting our president. All right. Well, well he, our president, not yours. You have a prime minister. <laughs> yeah, I do. So, 
Yeah, yeah. iHeartRadio, really excited. They don't just let anybody onto their platforms. And this was really cool for us. It just kind of shows that we've arrived, that we're really making waves. Other than seeing us at, what was it? I tweeted out a picture today of us at, like, number five on the iTunes rankings. We couldn't do that without you, the fans, which we tried. As I said earlier, we, we tried to get back to you guys today, but technology did not work with us. PD and I will find another way to take your calls and, and have you guys be a part of the show. Uh, I think we have about 12 emails already to read for next week's WrestleMania show. As you saw, I tweeted out, what was your favorite wrestler, WrestleMania, memory, wrestler. I slurred all my words there, but we've gotten 12 12 plus already in a few hours since that tweet. So we got a lot of emails to read next week, but we were trying to get back to you, the fans. And we're very thankful of beyond belief. You and I, we talked about this the other day, how shocked we are that people listen to our show. Yeah. uh, Especially, especially like I'm just our format. Like I don't feel like it's you, when you listen to podcasts, it's like, Hey, uh, I got this guest on or this guest on. And, you know, I I don't know about you, but I just like shooting the breeze about wrestling. I, I didn't want to be too guest hefty, heavy. Um, I like having guests on and stuff like that just to switch it up and all that. But I really didn't think that people would just want to listen and hear us shoot the breeze about wrestling and kind of fantasy book and stuff like that. But I guess there's a niche for that. I guess people like hearing that. So thanks, guys. And we'll keep doing it if you guys keep listening. What we do here on this podcast is what PD and I do during the week via text message. Honestly, that's it, it, it. This is just two friends sitting down talking wrestling without being shamed by cooler people. Yeah. And I mean, just today you were asking me about the angle that I'm in with Seidel. Like, you know, why'd you do this on the show? And why'd you do like, like just trying to understand the logic behind uh, the booking and stuff. And, you know, I explained it and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's that's just what we do. So thank you guys so much. And as I re- like to say, head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There you can find iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the links. If you're an iTunes listener and you're, you're listening for the first time, subscribe to the podcast, rate five stars, leave us a cool little comment, and Starting in a week or so, we'll start actually reading all the new comments we get on the air, good or bad. So just as a thank you, you know, we're trying to find new ways to really thank you guys. Emails. You listen to a lot of these shows with wrestlers. They're not really fan-friendly shows. They, they record and they're done. Occasionally they might read an email. But you and I really want the fans to be involved in our podcast. Yeah, I would really like to for it to be more as much fan interaction as we could get. You know, like I mean, this podcast could be your podcast. You know, I mean, we've already invited. Well, well, some people we can like we really stay in touch with and all that kind of stuff. But they interact with us constantly, so we're constantly interacting back and we're mentioning them on the podcast, and that's just that's just how it works. So, it, as we said earlier, you know, one guy and his ten year old son started a podcast based off just you and I doing ours. So. You know, if we can help you guys out, that's that's what we're here for. So thank you guys so much. WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. To the people over at CheerShot, we apologize. We we really boofed it up this time. But uh, Wrestling Perspective fans, go over to CheerShot.com. They were amazing with us to give us their airwaves. We really tried. 
maybe maybe next month we're not really in a hurry to jump and do this again so maybe in another month we'll try to figure this out and, and work it out where we can take your phone calls and let your voice be heard on our podcast yeah absolutely let's get all the the technical aspects out of the way before we, we try diving in again that's it i guess so thank you chair shot thank you to the fans this is uh wrestling perspective podcast happy easter everybody pd and i really want to do a podcast for all the men out there that are stuck in a car driving to grandma and grandpa's and they're putting earbuds in this podcast is actually for you guys and uh we'll be back this week to give you our definitive wrestlemania 34 predictions news updates and all that stuff keep an eye out on our feed pd happy easter buddy oh happy easter to you too